It's time now for 15 Minutes of Faith, practical application of God's timeless truth for today, with your host, me, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. So let's get started with 15 Minutes of Faith. Getting in the boat with Jesus isn't always smooth sailing, as we'll see today from the book of Matthew, chapter 8. Thank you so much for joining us today on 15 Minutes of Faith. I'm your host, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan, and we're continuing our look at following Jesus. We're asking ourselves, am I a follower of Jesus? And today we see some disciples that have followed Jesus into the boat. Last week, we looked at those that claimed they wanted to follow him, but through challenges of Jesus, we learned that they didn't. And we use that to ask ourselves, do I really want to follow Jesus? Even if it means uh, stepping away from the luxuries of this world, even if it means maybe stepping away from family, maybe if it means getting ready to follow him, even though our circumstances aren't exactly situated the way that we want them to be. And the answer is, it's always worth it to follow Jesus. And we're going to see that today as we see some disciples in the boat with him. So let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter number 8. And we are going to see what the Lord has in store for us in regards to getting in the boat with Jesus. I said it a little bit at the beginning where we talked about sometimes we think, Getting in the boat with Jesus is smooth sailing. Many people want to make a profession of faith in Christ, thinking that if I do this, if I buy in to this Jesus, that all my problems will go away. If I follow Jesus uh, to a certain extent, that everything in my life will become easier. And that's not always the case. And I will tell you that sometimes when uh, people call upon the name of the Lord for salvation, which is something they should do, that things don't always go in accordance to plan. Uh, The case in point of my testimony was shortly after I got saved. It was actually less than two months after I called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation that I went through the loss of a job. Uh, But that was important for the Lord doing that in my life because at that time, my identity was found in my career. And Jesus was just doing the right work in establishing my identity in Christ. And we do have an identity crisis in this country, in this world today, and the devil's been very good at creating false identities for people to identify in, in order to get them away from identifying in Christ. But that's another message for another day. Right now, we're talking about getting in the boat with Jesus. Sometimes you will find yourself in the midst of a storm. So let's take a look. The book of Matthew, chapter number 8, starting in verse number 23. It says, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and woke him, said, Lord, save us, we perish. So we see here the disciples get into the boat. Other areas of the Bible, other books of the Bible, will tell you that the intent of Jesus and the words of Jesus were, let us go in and go to the other side. Hold on to that thought. Because a lot of times, we ourselves take a step out 
for Jesus. We step into the boat, and that in itself is a step of faith, not that it is a bad thing, because getting in the boat with Jesus is a good thing. But we take that step, and we're ever so cautious, and maybe even scared. And because we're scared, we forget about the promise of Jesus, and the promise that he has before us, or even the reason we take the step of faith to begin with. So let's take a couple of moments here and take a look at what we can learn from the disciples when they find themselves in the midst of a storm and in the same boat with the Lord Jesus. And we see that in verse number 23, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And that was a good thing in the fact that Jesus was before them and they were following Jesus. Sometimes we find ourselves getting out ahead of the Lord, and we just expect him to bless our actions, even though we've created a mess. We'll say, Lord, bless this mess. And the disciples were not doing that. They followed him into the boat. And they should know. They were following Jesus. Jesus himself went into the boat, and they should have known that wherever he was going, that they were going to be all right. During this time, and the time Jesus spent with the disciples, he was repeating to them over and over again, that he was there to fulfill his father's business and that he was there to do what his father had sent him to do. So they knew they were safe, and that's the same thing for you and I as well, that no matter what it is that we are doing, that if we are following Jesus and we are in the center of God's will, we are all right. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean that we won't have problems, doesn't mean we won't have storms, doesn't mean we won't have tragedy. It just means we will be all right in the care of our master because we have the comforter, the Holy Spirit, to help us and to nurture us and to guide us along. Because as we can see, Jesus was in the boat. And in verse 24, it says, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea. And what's it say there? Insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. That means that there was water coming on the boat. When you go out on a boat, the water belongs on the outside of the boat, not on the inside. But nonetheless, that's exactly what was happening. And sometimes when you step out for Jesus, things can get a little bit messy, in a good way, of course. But nonetheless, that's not to say that it doesn't come with its own problems or or situations that arise, but we must remember that Jesus is always in control. And we can see that he's in in control in verse 24, where he says he was asleep. This was of no concern or no problem to Jesus, that he was on the boat, but yet asleep, even in the midst of the storm. Now, again, we know that Jesus is omniscient. That means he's all-knowing, and he knows that he's in control of everything. And the disciples should know that as well, but they're about to learn that. But here we see in verse number 25, it says, And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. I look at it this way, that as they were going to and fro about the boat, obviously we know that they didn't go immediately as the clouds were rolling in. They didn't go as even there was a bit of a breeze. Now remember, these some of these men were fishermen, spent much time out on the water. They would know what the weather's bringing in. But yet, nothing has happened. Jesus was asleep. They didn't go to him when the droplets of rain started coming down. No, they waited till there was water on the boat. And that's my challenge to each and every one of us. How many times do we wait till the waves are crashing, till we're being bounced all around the cabin, Uh, till there's water on the boat and we feel as though we are sinking. Then we go to Jesus and say, Master, we perish. Now, before I go any further, I want to say that if that's where you're at, definitely go to Jesus. Definitely go to him. I'm not saying that if it's too late. It's never too late to go unto the Father. He will in no wise cast you out. 
He is there waiting for you to call upon him. But sometimes we wait way too long before we call upon Jesus. They could have said, Master, a storm is brewing. Should we continue? And obviously, we know that Jesus would say, carry on. We're going to the other side. But Master, what if a storm comes? And he says, carry on. Go to the other side. That was the command. And in that command is a promise, a promise that they would get to the other side. If Jesus has called you to do something and he's telling you to take that next step of faith and you find yourself in the midst of a storm, remember, if he's called you to it, he'll call you through it. He said, get you to the other side. And they go unto him and they call unto him. And that's something we should do as well, is call unto the name of the Lord Jesus, first and foremost in salvation, but even and especially in the midst of our storm. And look at the words of Jesus as he says in verse number 26. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? You know, he hasn't calmed the storm yet. He hasn't stopped the seas and the winds and the waves. He takes the time to talk to his disciples and he says, Why are you fearful? He doesn't wait and then perform uh, the miracle and then turn to them and say that. No, he's saying it in the midst of the storm. Why are you fearful? And sometimes we're in the midst of our storm and Jesus will say that to us too. Why are you fearful? Did I not call you to do this? Did I not ask you and compel you to follow me? And now you're afraid, but call unto him. And that's what we see here in verse number 26. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. It wasn't until they called upon Jesus that the storm went away. As they were trying to do things in their own power and in their own hands, uh, they had nothing but storm and trial and tribulation in their life. And sometimes that's the case with us. We are bouncing around the boat. We're flailing about, trying to solve the problem in our own power. And as you can see here with Jesus, what he says in verse number 26, he says, O ye of little faith, he rebukes some of their faith. And there's two areas to look at that. One is the lack of faith and the promise that Jesus has for them. And two is the lack of faith in the fact that he could not calm the storm. Actually, there's a third one as well. And the third one is this, is that they tried to do things in their own power and they waited so long before they called upon Jesus. So many times we think, well, I've got this. I can handle this. Uh, my wife knows when I'm trying to do things in my own power because I start saying things like, I've got to. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to figure this out. I got to figure that out. No, I don't. I need to go unto the master and call upon him and ask for his wisdom. Because the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall, it shall be given him. God has an infinite amount of wisdom he wants to share with you. So as we look at the disciples in the boat today, let me ask you this. How are you doing in your boat? You've decided to follow Jesus. You're willing to take the next step. You step into the boat, and maybe you find yourself in the midst of a storm. Well, all you need to do is trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. If you find yourself in the midst of the storm, call upon him. Call upon him, and don't be of little faith. Trust in the Lord, and keep going with him. And we'll continue on next week, as now that we've looked about following Jesus... We'll see about being in the boat with Jesus, but next week we're going to look at what it takes to be prepared to follow Jesus. 
And I hope you liked that little song at the beginning there. That was from our friends at Justified Quartet. Mark Jacoby, one of the singers, is a member of Harvest Baptist Church. And if you want to hear more, check them out at justifiedqt.net. That's justified, the letter Q, the letter T, dot net. So I hope you enjoyed today. Be sure to be back next week. And until then, stay faithful.